0: This is Channel Attitude, your voice, your right, your freedom.
1: closet episode 227 channel attitude russo's brand i'm so honored and happy to be here thank you so much bros and babes for listening and tuning in and caring and just just being here we love you hey this is a different podcast you know we do lots of wrestlers lots of sports entertainment but this is a guy that i saw on social media who is an award-winning podcaster himself in his own right and his name is peter kotzbach He is a German man that lives somewhere in the California region. And I was really fascinated by him and his show because he interviews so many of the people that we know and love. In fact, we're going to hear about Kurt Angle on this podcast. We're going to hear about Nikki, Mickey James, uh, Nikki, somebody else. We are going to hear about uh, Nick, Nick Aldis, and just a lot of the uh, uh, people that he's interviewed over the years and uh, travel tips and tricks that can apply to you. Just like how to live your best life and take care of your families and be great So I'm really excited to do something a little different today. Enjoy this awesome conversation that we've had with this humble guy. Who's just the real deal. He's the shiznit and just very transparent. And it was an awesome conversation. So without further ado, and then check out his show, The Travel Wins. Let me go ahead and put that on the bottom right now. Banner show, Uh, The Travel Wins. Give him a follow, show him a little bit of love. And uh, check out his podcast whenever you're needing a little more inspiration at work or when you take the time to listen to podcasts. But thanks for listening to mine and to ours. Love y'all, Golden Peeps. Without further ado, here's Goldie's Closet, episode 227. Yay! I saw you online. I was so excited because you're somebody else who's a public figure doing great things. And it's an award-winning podcast. That's way more than I could ever hope for, brother. How did you get an award-winning podcast? Is it just the content is so good? Is it your consistency? Tell us a little bit about your story, how you got into podcasting. Oh. And then I've got questions for you.
0: Perfect. Um- Thanks for having me on, by the way. I really appreciate it. Yeah,
1: thanks for saying that. Whenever I'm on Peoples, I forget to say that, so I need to take a number from you. (laughs) It is weird It is weird being on the other side of things. And, you know, as as a podcaster, I don't think people know like everything that goes into it and all the, well, just like we talked about, a mutual friend of ours, you know, you're all ready to go. You get things going and then they cancel on you. And sometimes you're depending on that guest. And I try to stay... A month ahead of things because I travel a lot. It's a lot of responsibility, but you obviously have a knack for it, and talent for it, and passion for it. So, how did this all come about that you've got this amazing podcast?
0: Wow, wow. Uh, it's been five years. So, uh,
1: oh wow, that's a, and that's a long time. So you were way before COVID. You were way before that guy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then me too. It, it's so strange because I I had no background in doing. Videos, I had nothing, and I, you know, it was like both my daughters moved out. They've graduated college. My wife's like, "What are you going to do with your free time? You can go fishing. You could do this or that." And I was like, "I'm going to figure this out." You know, after spending what, almost two decades telling my daughters that they can do anything they want to do if they put their mind to it, I, I couldn't. I couldn't back up. I couldn't back down from the challenge of figuring out podcasting.
1: So who was I your first day guest? job? No, it's What's you're that? doing an awesome job. Who you're doing an awesome job, and who was your first guest, and how did you get them?
0: Ah, uh, that was easy. My first guest was Hunter Cure, he uh, he's a two-time world champ cowboy, two-time world champ steer wrestler, uh, and I've known him for about a decade now. uh he, We, the company I work for, my day job, uh, we sponsor Hunter, so I see him every year at the rodeo. And one year I was getting ready, and I was we kind of were going back and forth on the phone. I said, Hey, would you mind doing this for with me? And he goes, yeah, sure. So that was, that was literally my, my second guest was Cowboy Troy, who sings with Big and Rich.
1: Oh, totally. Um, Wow.
0: and, And Troy actually gave me a lot of tips about communication, clear your voice, warm water, you know, all the, all the, all the crazy little things. So, and then it just kind of went on from there. And then the background of my show is I, I, I like to travel. I'd like to travel for my work and I wanted to interview other people that also travel for their work. So when yeah, I, I talk to athletes, celebrities, entertainers, business people,
1: you had mentioned that you saw, uh, somewhere out in the interweb, uh, Lorraine Lewis from femme fatale. And now she's in Vixen. How did you come up uh, come upon meeting Lorraine or finding out about her?
0: Wow. Um, there's a lot of cool stories like this, but I was trying to reach out. So sometimes I don't remember how the guitarist for Bixen out is a girl named Britt Lightning. Britt Lightning. Think, yep. Good luck getting a hold of her. I <laughs> already had her on the show. That's awesome. So, um, but I was talking to her and when doing research about Britt, because she's also a musical director for Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. So I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. She's balancing everything. I'm like, I started doing background check uh, in- information on Brit and Vixen. And then I saw that Lorraine Lewis was the lead singer and I'm like, Oh my God, that's Femme Fatale. Holy. I'm dating myself. But yeah, I was like, ho!" and, uh, I just, after interviewing Britt, she was awesome. Uh, I just reached out to Lorraine. So, I'm, we're now playing a little tag. I always yep. tell people, I loved interviewing people that travel for the work. The negative is they're usually traveling for their work. So it's very hard to get a hold of it. So,
1: I'm trying to think of if you get a chance, there's a cool promo that's out and maybe I can find it and send it to you. Um, I can send it to you because I just sent it to somebody yesterday that was saying, you should cover this Femme Fatale song. And I was like, well, and I sent him the interview promo of Lorraine, but there's some really cool tidbits on there that when you do get her on your show that she didn't talk about on anybody else's show and they're in my promo. So I'll send that to oh, you perfect. Just because that'll give you a little bit of an, of an edge for a few more questions for here that you wouldn't expect. But that's my favorite thing about podcasting is the authentic conversations that come about. Yeah. That's what I was hoping for us today where you can find out about either the person that you're interviewing or like we just did third party credibility, where you find out about somebody else. So you said that Cowboy Troy gave you some great advice on podcasting, but did he give you any other advice about travel? That's what I wanted to have you on today is to tell your story. Oh, sure. I mean, and then like some of the kind of highlight and honor some of the guests that, that you've had and what you learned from them. Cause that's just
0: golden for all of us. I appreciate that. You know, it's interesting because, the main reason I, I started talking to people and, and my wife had to correct me. She said, you're interviewing them. But, um, you know, the, for business travels, how do you handle? I'm on the road about 140 to 160 days a year for my day job. Mm-hmm. Musicians by far are, are, are the worst. I mean, they're on the road yep. a lot more because they don't yep. make money if they don't. Yep. How do you, how do you handle life at home? you know, wives, spouses, friends, kids, it's really, it's, birthday really parties.
1: it's really tough. Um, like there's two different sides of that where like our drummer has a family. He has kids, younger kids that are still in school will yeah. be early in the morning. He'll be making sure they're on the bus or making sure that they made it to the airport. If they're going to see their, their mom, cause he's got some different, you know, baby mamas out there cuz he's a musician. So, no I see <laughs> I see him trying to juggle like all of the parents and and all of that, but it's just we get in the car and we're all we're, the bus, we're all very respectful and when somebody's calling a school or calling, you know, they're they're what whatever, yeah. if it's something where it needs to simmer down everybody and everybody's real respectful and is quiet. Every once in a while there's some asshole who just continues on like the party's still going and we're like, but people are trying to do business and that sometimes causes a little bit of a riff. Um, I don't have a husband or a boyfriend or kids, so it's a lot different for me. I knew at an early age um, that I I didn't want all of that because I wanted to pursue entertainment. I started in entertainment when I was three. So I was really primed and groomed for that and knew the lifestyle. And my mom was really big on if you want – because my mom was like a mom picture, whatever you call it, manager, momger she just kept saying, if this is what you really want to do, she, I don't know I don't if it was good or bad, but she kind of like ingrained it in my head not to have kids. Um, because she's like, if you really want to do all this, it's going to be really hard if you have kids. And she just didn't want me getting pregnant. And I grew up in the hood and everybody was pregnant by the time they were 14 or 15. And she didn't want that life for me because of that, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but she just kept preaching like, yeah, yeah. If "You, if you want to pursue acting and music and record deals and all that, like, it's going to be a lot easier for you if you're if you don't have um, that responsibility, that great responsibility. So for me, it's a lot different, but I do see how difficult it is for others. I don't understand how they juggle it or what they do. I try to, um, we've had a lot of people on our band that like their significant others get really angry with them. That yeah. you know, it's the holidays. And when our, so I'm like, Hey, jerk off. Like bring Some your of our biggest shows. <laughs> well, yeah, but come, but come with them. So You know, even it's been very uncomfortable to have like the wives or the girlfriends or whomever along for the ride. And, you know, they don't know how to tour and they complain about everything. I know that it's the better of the two evils to have them there so that they're happy and the guy's happy. And even though the guy is usually not happy when they come because they're little divas. Like if you don't know how to travel, you can tell a lot by a person
0: whether, how <laughs> so they, true. how they
1: travel. Are they, you know, we're so like, Oh, where do you guys want to eat? Oh, I'm cool. Anywhere, but here, but I'm cool. Like, Oh yeah, I'm good. And then there's some people that I have to have this and I'm a vegan and I'm a vegetarian and
0: bring some snacks. Yeah. Tell me about that. I I, I talked to a couple uh, musicians that are vegans, Tanya Callahan, who's the bass player for white snake or was um straight pure, straight vegan for, Decades, and uh, Kevin Cron, who played a keyboard for Missing Persons, was a, a vegan. So and it's it, twenty years ago, it's much more difficult being a vegan on the road. Now it's a little easier. Kevin told me he used to go thirty to forty five minutes out of his way to get the food he wanted to get because you know truck stop food's not always vegan. No, and uh, so uh, food di- diet, um, staying in shape you know, Troy, Troy has three, three, he has triplets, so it was like, and they were, now they're teenagers now, late teenagers, but, you know, that, so that was always kind of my interest of how, how do other people, business travelers, control their, their, their lifestyle and kids, like you said, and I have two daughters, that are older now, uh, but, yeah, so that was one of the interesting, uh, Don Wildman, who's a host on, on uh, the History Channel, had him on, and he would, he would go to Europe for 30 days and then they would film all their museums underground and all that. And then he'd come back. I said, well, how do you, how's your wife with that? He told me the best tip and I still have to take him up on it. His tip for staying, keeping it fresh with his wife and keeping his wife happy when he leaves, he mails a handwritten letter of how much he's miss, going to miss her, how much he appreciates her and mails it from the airport the day he leaves. So the next day, she gets a handwritten letter. He's like, it's not a text. It's not an email. It's not an emoji. It's a handwritten love letter that I sent to my wife every time I leave.
1: Wow. That's like, actually a real golden nugget. That's amazing. You don't hear right?
0: that. No. Yeah, and I was like, wow. That's that's put the pressure on.
1: And you don't need to be, guys that are listening and watching, you don't need to be on tour to send anybody that you love, whether it be your partner or your mom or, you know, I've got my best friend, um, her mom is just this real caring person that's always sending photos of the event, like a real photo, again, not a text, not a digital, but like, printed out on inkjet paper at Walgreens whatever, old (laughs) school. And like, there's just something about that physical touch. And so I, whenever she sends me something, I send her something back or just a card checking up on her. And you, you won't hear the end of it from somebody. And you know, there's people that you work with every day, everyone that, you know, just, you could even send something to work that they get it. And there's a mail call form. It's absolutely unheard of these days. But the old-fashioned snail mail, if the post office can deliver it, because they kind of are sucking these days. I'm going to just say that publicly, because you're losing a lot of money for me. Um, if you can send something, don't no, no money, because it's not reaching people. If you can send something, it's such a great touch. But let's let's. What's another one that rings out in your mind from a guest where that where it was just an awesome thing?
0: There's, a, there's been a couple. I tell you, um, uh, there's I, I I'm on. Interview 250. Sometimes i trying to think back. Um you're up there too. Are you too. 250?
1: Yeah. I'm 227. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. You know how long is um, it once a week for you then, right? What's that? It's once a week for you, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And look, so, everybody look at the bottom. That's for his, thetravelwins.com. Check it out. There you go.
0: It's, it's been about, ah, oh, geez. I've learned, uh I'm trying to think. I've had some beautiful women, uh, Josie Stevens, who is Steve Stevens' wife. He's the guitarist for Billy Idol. Oh, um,
1: oh God! I love her.
0: She's so awesome.
1: pretty. Yes, how was she?
0: Um, she told me that when she went to, I, I asked, I, I try and ask what's a, what's a crazy travel story from all my guests. And uh, she, was, I don't know how crazy your 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 show is. And I said, Well, we're forty five minutes in, so if anyone's still listening, they're into it. She goes, we went to Mexico City with Billy. And we're on tour, and my boobs started squeaking. And I'm like, excuse me. She goes, Well, I have very large implants. And apparently Our at boobs. elevation, boobs. So every time she'd walk, her boobs would squeak. And she said at elevation in Mexico City that her her implants were rubbing. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the next question is from that. But now when she goes to Mexico City, she knows that her boots are going to squeak. She said she confirmed it with some of her other friends that have large implants, and they, they too, squeaked. They squeak
1: because of, like, just...
0: At altitude, they expand. Altitude. Because at Mexico City, you're up a mile and a half or whatever, and uh, apparently they expand, and hers are so close anyways. Wow. Mm -hmm.
1: That's an interesting travel story. Not what I would have expected, but... Something so. to know, you know, if you're going to be maybe diving or in elevated situations.
0: Watch <laughs> I don't out know for how you, but yeah, I uh, you know, watch out for your boobs. Watch out for the big boobs. And uh Kurt Angle, who I had on the show. Wow, okay. Wrestler,
1: that's a big. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's a big deal.
0: Yeah, he was. He, he was awesome. He said that. Um, one of the questions I'd like to ask my guests is, "What's the most influential city you've been to?" Instead of what's your favorite place, like what's influenced you beyond just and it can't be the city you live in, because obviously people always go, oh, well, that's why I moved here. Uh, Kurt Kurt Curtis said Russia. And I was like, I didn't expect a USA gold medal winning wrestler to say Russia out of all the places in the world. And he said he was obviously not the politics, but the people that I met were not what I expected. And were just phenomenally great, so it, it was very influential for me to not project and and judge people before I get there. I've had people say Calgary Stampede, Iceland. Uh, it's you know it's it's interesting, what what influences people?
1: How did you get Kurt Angle on your show? He's a hard guy to get a hold of.
0: <laughs> um, Mickey James.
1: How do you know Mickey James?
0: Uh, Mickey James is a country singer. Uh and she was signing autographs in our booth at CMA Awards in Nashville. And I reached out to her PR agent. And actually, I didn't expect to get Mickey. I never expected to get Mickey James on the show. But I was like, Okay, wait Cardina- one second.
1: <laughs> wait one second. Interrupt. Mickey James, did you hear? Did you hear how he just introduced you? He introduced you as a country singer. Girl, I just right. thought I would point that out. Keep going. Well, she is.
0: Um, uh, so, so I I interviewed Kathy Cardenas, her, her PR agent at the time, um I'm, I'm on my show. Because I'm like, when she was traveling with Mickey. So it's interesting to me to get the people that aren't always the front runner. You know, the people that are out front. Because a lot of us travel behind the scenes. You know, I'm out there setting up the rodeos and doing all that for my day job. No one goes, oh, that's so cool. They're like, oh, that's a lot of work. So I interviewed Kathy. Uh, Kathy has some other phenomenal clients I've interviewed. And then uh, she goes, hey, Mickey's got some stuff coming out. She had a new new song coming out. You know, we would, you, would you like to interview her? I'm like, well, yeah, I'd love to. Obviously.
1: And then Aww. Mickey and
0: I have been hanging out. So she's super sweet.
1: Oh, she's great. Great, great I
0: interviewed Nick, her husband, Nick Aldis. And uh, so we talked about how, you know, that was kind of cool because the same thing with Josie and Steve Stevens was you know, how do, how do couples handle being on the road? You know, one's gone for a while. And Josie would travel a lot with Steve, but not always. And and Nick is as busy as a wrestler as Mickey was. And so, and then they have a little Dominic. So it's like, they have, you know, they have the little son. How are they working all this out? You know, that was, that's why I wanted to talk it. So what did they Mickey, say?
1: Well, what did the, don't tell us more about Nick, Mickey, but then tell us what they said. Cause that's a cliffhanger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mickey, well, listen to the show, but, um, Mickey was awesome. Mickey. And I travel similarly. Um, some people like are all business when they're on business trips, you know, when you, when you're traveling to the next city, they're like checking their schedule, they're doing their things, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and sometimes like for me, there's times when I just turn everything off. So if I'm driving or flying, I just want every, I don't want any more noise. I'm not talking on the phone. I'm talking for work. I'm talking for the podcast, I'm talking to my wife, my kids. So there's times when I just want to turn everything off. Mickey was the exact same way. She's like, sometimes I'll drive for an hour and a half and not not have any noise. So I kind of got endeared with Mickey with that, because a lot of the business people I talk to are very, their business, so they're breaking out their computers, working on their laptops. Uh, and Nick was, you know, for them, communication is the absolute key because of their schedules of going to WrestleCons and going, you know, Different. I mean, the Dresselmania stuff and, and all the stuff that Mickey and, and then Nick doing the same thing is communication. They have to be able to communicate and not, you know, hey, I need to go here. This is really important. What about this? Because then Nick's also has uh, his supplement company that he's building up. So the other thing I noticed, the successful people tend to be super busy with multiple projects, multiple things. It, 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 Moon shadow, Gold, Goldilocks would be of of the similar ilk.
1: No, it's nice to hear that. It's nice to hear that because it gets gets old when people say, well, you do too much and you're not focused. And it's like, well, Mm -hmm. you know, for those of us that didn't do too much, you know, have a fun time during COVID because shit hit the fans so hard and people were absolutely broke and depending on a lot of money from the government. And now we're like maxed out on what our government owes, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I just was very grateful that I had some other things to do when – when we couldn't tour and when I couldn't wrestle and when I couldn't do all the things that I, that I do. Yeah. So, you know,
0: Well, Britt lightning did the same thing. And when you couldn't tour, she had to set up, start setting up being the musical director of the rock and roll fantasy camp. Yep. You know, uh, and so Lorraine Lewis is a casting director. Yep. You wow, know.
1: man, you know, you know, everybody that I know, it's so crazy. Like you really know, what. <laughs> that's badass. Like I wasn't expecting that today. I've everybody that you, except for Brit, Brit lightning, like, I don't know her personally, but everybody else, like I know, really, really well. And I would, I would totally know if you were calling bullshit, and you're not on anything. So you're the real deal, Peter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was the other thing. I always, I'm not, I'm not the the flashy guy. I'm not the hey, welcome to da And I was like, if I do this show, I can't be something I'm not because it's after 250 shows of of, of, at least an hour long, typically. There's no, you can't. I can't be for. An hour plus, and then get caught. So,
1: well, you always you know have to mean? be out there. Like,
0: yeah, well, you don't have to be. I, I live in Los Angeles. <laughs> you don't have to be, but for me, I have to.
1: I lived in Los Angeles for a long time. I was in Beverly Hills, Bel Air, Century City. So, for me, yeah. I, I I can uh, understand what you're saying with that. That like gets there was some great people that I met in LA though, um, in Los Angeles, and wonderful. And there are some people that are just it's everywhere now, especially in Nashville. There's so many people just pretending to be something that they're not. It, it hurts my soul um, sometimes just because I just wonder who you're keeping up with. It's like the Joneses are long, far gone. Yeah, it's everybody gone. online that you're keeping up with. And
0: um, well, the reason you said that. Nick Aldis, Nicky yeah. Mickey James's wife or husband, ooh, husband. Uh, told me that one of the reasons... Why he said yes to being on, on my show was because I didn't come off like I was something bigger than I am. You know, you, he said, he he, um, he said, you know, a lot a lot of the shows will say, oh, I'll have my producer get in touch with you and, and or, you know, I'll have my people reach out to your people kind of thing. And he goes, he goes, I'm not that way. He goes, I go, dude, it's just me. I go, it's, it's, I do everything. And he goes, he goes, I'm the same way with my, my supplement company. If people are surprised when they call the 1-800 number for customer service, it's me. He goes, it's, you know, but because I didn't try to pretend to be a big shot is why he agreed. One of the reasons why he agreed to be on the show. That's so really there's nice. A, there's, there's a tip no, for, for people.
1: Those are two really good people. Who, 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 who else? So your show is an hour every week.
0: About an hour. Yeah. I've, uh, I had Tony Katane on. And, oh, shit. Uh, wow. So I was her last interview before she passed away. Wow. And, uh, I spoke to her 15 days before she had a heart attack. And, uh, but it, it took me months. Uh, we reached, I reached out there, she said no, which, you know, it happens obviously more than it, more than the yeses. And, but she goes, hey, but I'll follow. You. I go, I sent her a message back saying, hey, I really appreciate you saying no. Um, I hope you don't mind if I continue to follow you on Instagram. She goes, "No, I'd love that." And then she followed me back, and then we. She was sending me DMs saying, "Hey, where's this at?" Because I was sending her pictures of different places I tried—not her, but on my post—and she would send me DMs, and I'm like, "That's kind of weird." But you know, she won't do my show, but she'll send me a DM, and uh, yeah, that's weird. But about three months later, she sent me a DM saying, "Hey, I, I have some time. I'd love to be on your show," and uh, she goes, "I'll give you about twenty to thirty minutes," and I go, "No problem," you know. And, uh, we ended up talking for like an hour, and 45 minutes on the show. Cause she just got, yeah, she had some great stories.
1: That's what I was gonna say. How long did you actually post though? Did you post the whole thing or did you all just post an hour? Yeah.
0: Oh, you did all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always post whatever I get. If it's 20 minutes, it's 20 minutes, I post that. If it's an hour, it's an hour. I don't, you know, that's the thing I like about podcasts. I'm not, I don't have a network or a studio saying, You've got to give me 50, 47 minutes or 48 minutes or 50, you know, I, I get to, and Tawny just kept talking and she sent me a text right afterwards. Oh my God, that was such a great, I, I had so much fun talking to you. And then two weeks later, she, she passed away. It was, it was brutal. I'll
1: um, have to make sure that we, <clears throat> that we check that one out for sure. That sounds like a great, I got, I got it.
0: that. One of my awards was from, for that episode. So Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other cool ones. I, I, they're all great. I mean, yeah, I, I just got, I just interviewed, I had, I've had a couple of international interviews, and that's the thing I love about the technology. You know, t- 10 years ago, you, even what we're doing right now, we couldn't do.
1: I know, with, right?
0: With, with, you know, but I, I just interviewed uh, a rock, a Japanese rockabilly singer who lives in Tokyo. He was in Australia doing a rockabilly festival. You know, and I found him through a video. He was the uh, lead actor of uh, a Five Seconds of Summer video called Young Boy. And they highlighted Japanese rockabilly. So I've interviewed the two leads of that show. One I had to get a translator for.
1: Absolutely. How did you get an award? Did you submit for it? Did they find you? How does that
0: work? I submitted for, for, I think I submitted for both of them. You know, and then you just wait, and then you get the letter. That's pretty cool.
1: It's really cool. I'm really proud yeah. of you. That's amazing.
0: It's, it's, it's interesting because I, I don't think about it that much, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? It's like, and then you just maybe look at the Tawny. I'm looking right at the award right now with Tawny. So that's pretty cool.
1: What's the best thing that you learned from the conversation with her? And we will direct everybody to the uh, – TheTravelWins.com. Yeah. We'll direct everybody so that they can watch that and get you a hit. What's the the greatest lesson that you learned from from her?
0: Or tip? Uh, that's so tra- what's. Uh, she she was really good about uh. I would say scheduling her time, so she didn't she didn't want to do too much because she goes, I could do a, a comic con or wrestle con or horror con or you know video con almost every week and she didn't want to saturate, and that's why she said Ooh. no to me, really. She didn't want to put too much out there, so she was more, she controlled the, con- she tried to control the content that was on on her, so so it taught me patience, you know, and, and I'd rather be friendly with Tawny than have her on the show, and, and, and then we just separate, you know what I mean? It's like, I'd rather, it's like with Mickey, Mickey's super cool in person, like, super oh getty.
1: yeah
0: you know so getting to know her better for that has been awesome you know adida von Teese i had on the show and uh it took me 18 months so she would she kept the uh, adida von Teese, a world-renowned burlesque dancer married to marilyn manson um social her, her one of her first boyfriends was mike ness from social distortion and she grew up in the same area i grew up in and uh, but she kept saying no. during in COVID, and she goes, "Hey, I I wanted I'll do your show, but I have nothing to promote because I can't. I'm not on tour right now."
1: Sure. Oh yeah, you can still do the show. I hate when people say that. I really do. I don't have anything to pro- promote right now. I'm like, you're promoting yourself and your brand and staying relevant, and you're being out there on.
0: A lot of people don't think of it that way, though. Especially the cowboys. I just talked to uh, Cody Emerson, who's a world champion a bullfighter. And his wife, his wife kind of manages his business. But a lot of the Cowboys don't consider themselves a brand. Yeah. You know, they're Cowboys.
1: Then they're not in wrestling because I, (laughs) when I was was on the first cast of TNA, I did some podcasts, but I should have done a whole lot more. And that's something that I kick myself in the pants every time. You know, if we look at this, Goldie's Closet was episode 227, 227, Kotzbach. That's how you say it?
0: Perfect.
1: Yeah. Oh, Peter Gottsbach. We, uh, we learned patience. We learned time management. We learned some great stories about people multitasking, some people shutting everything off while they're traveling. Uh, the best thing that I, I'm going to take home from this one is a reminder of just a personal touch on so many things. Uh, I also have a photography company and a studio here in Nashville, Tennessee, and a lot of the other photographers that I've been watching are starting to do those handwritten thank you notes. Um yeah. it, it's going back to basics and it's we're we're very far removed from a lot of that. So I have just learned so much from you on this podcast. I've had such a great time, a great conversation. I wanna make sure we look at the bottom, follow him on Instagram, the travel underscore underscore wins. You can see it there. I'm not pronouncing it properly with the underscore the <laughs> and then and also, then also check out his website to to listen to some of these epic, uh, award-winning conversations that uh, yeah. he's had with so many people that, especially on this brand and network that you know and love from Kurt to Mickey to, to Nick to, to everybody. So check him yeah. out. Follow him. I thank you so much. Ours is only 27 minutes long for this time. And I just really appreciate you making time. And I knew that you would show up and you wouldn't be a no-show. So that's a nice feather yeah, in your head. Right. A, a comforting feeling that I, I knew, like, this is somebody that I can count on that would show up. And I appreciate that. And if I can return the favor for you anytime, let me know. I don't think you even know I'm in wrestling, but I am. So yeah, I know, um,
0: know Moonshadow. I got you. I got you going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, if there's ever anything that I can do or if you do want to come back or there's something special that you want to promote, uh, please come back on. Promote. It's an okay. open door always. We just enjoy having great people on the show. And so does Vince. Vince thanks you from... From Channel Attitude and Russell's brand, we appreciate you. Any last closing comments that you'd like to make for our viewers and our listeners, Peter?
0: Yeah. Listen to your own advice, meaning. Wow. A lot of people like a lot of people like giving out advice to others, and then but they don't take it themselves. And so. I will, I, uh, that's 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 what I would give. I was going to say I will I work to out to today.
1: That I was No, I was going to say I will work out today because I'm always giving everybody advice to that. But yet I'm too tired sometimes each day. But that's great advice. It's yeah. really solid yeah. advice.
0: Well, thank, thank you, you so for, much for having me on.
1: Thank you for joining us on 227 Channel Attitude. This is Russo's Brand. Comes out on Thursdays. Bros and babes, we thank you for patronizing, for spending your hard-earned cash, supporting all of us jabronis here at Russo's Brand. Reminding you always to stay safe out there, but be free. And always stay golden. And then we clap. Yay! Yay! I be <laughs> you've been
0: great.
1: What's up everyone? It's Goldie Impact Wrestling TLC's cheapskates. Ted Nugent's running wild from him somewhere in the woods. And maybe you've seen our band, Goldilocks Band. We're out there, we're on tour. But now we're connecting on Cameo. So I want to tell you that I'm here to be your humble servant and that's whatever you need said for you, for a friend, a shout out, a golden shout out, you name it, here and on it. Now, just reminding you, keep it classy, keep it cool, and keep it above the belt. But I want to offer you something a little bit uh, a little bit different. Just remember if I'm not on the road and I've got access to these next beauties, we can always have <laughs> I want to make this the most amazing experience for you ever because you deserve it. Your friends deserve it. Your loved ones deserve it. And just remember, I can sing you a few lines of a song. It can be from from anywhere. Like uh, It can be from somewhere over the rainbow or it could be near, far, where It could even be on a highway to hell. It could even be from there. Oh, and keep in mind, not all requests are the same. Maybe your motivation comes with a harder edge. Maybe you need a more jagged little pill. There's nothing that I love more than playing the heel. So if you need your message delivered with more... uh, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? intention please specify can't wait to connect with you on cameo thanks so much for being here stay golden